Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Happy President's Day. Forecast calling for a cloudy rest of the afternoon. Eventually dropping to a low of 25 tonight. Tomorrow still on the cloudy side, making a little sunshine occasionally and a high of 38. Flyers with a 3-1 win yesterday. That's their 12th win in 14 games. Big reason for that, Carter Hart and goal. Standing on his head again, 37 saves. Oscar Lindblom with two goals to lead the way as well. They'll try and keep their winning ways going. Uh, home tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. Just six uh, points, I think it is now, out of a playoff spot. So they're surging at a good time. Hopefully they can sneak into the playoffs and go from there. NBA All-Star game yesterday. A real nail-biter, real uh, defensive battle. 178 to 164. Team LeBron over Team Giannis. Right. Sixers are home Thursday, 7 o'clock against Miami as far as resuming their season. And the Phillies, it's day one for their uh, spring training for the full team. They've had pitchers and catchers going and other players as they've been reporting, but now it's the full team going. And will or will Manny Machado or Bryce Harper be joining them? The rumors are swirling, but nothing yet. A couple quick things as we get into the program to remind you of WFIL's Ministry of the Month for February is a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. It airs weekday mornings at 10, also weeknights at 7. And every weekday during February, we're drawing a winner of Pastor Greg's new book, Jesus Revolution. We're also handing out weekly prize bundles. It includes Greatest Stories Ever Told. It's a two-volume book set. Another book from Pastor Greg called Live, Love, Fight, Living for What Really Matters. And the New Believer's Bible, First Steps for New Christians. It's a New Testament. That's part of the weekly prize you could win. Start with getting yourself entered to win the daily prize. WFIL.com. Just look for the Ministry of the Month banner. Click on that, and you're on your way. Also, while you're on our site, you might as well enter the Casting Crowns Getaway Giveaway, right? One of two grand prizes, a trip for two to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., or a getaway for two to Casting Crowns' Only Jesus concert live in Minneapolis in April. Also up for grabs, a complete Casting Crowns CD library, including an autographed copy of the Only Jesus CD and a bunch of Casting Crowns Only Jesus CDs available for winning as well. It's a lot of winning. Get in there, Casting Crowns Getaway Giveaway banner, at WFIL.com. Uh, so today being uh, President's Day, you may be wondering or thought through, hey, so what's open, what's closed? Of course, a lot of schools are closed. There might have been some exceptions if they were behind on their snow day schedule thing. Uh, most banks closed, although TD Bank uh, apparently open and some Wells Fargo branches too. I'd check first. There's still time to Slip on over there, perhaps. Just remember, since other banks are closed, stuff's not going to probably process till tomorrow anyway. But, hey, if today's the day off, it's a good day for you. Or maybe you need to talk to somebody at the branch office. That could work for you in terms of your uh, schedule for today and for their schedule. Most federal as well as state and local government offices closed. Essential services like fire and law enforcement remain open. Some businesses closed, too, or have reduced hours. So, again, check before going. Post offices are closed. No mail pickup or delivery at your home, but mail actually, my understanding is, does move year-round. And I'll get into what that means because I have a friend of mine, his name is Steve Brandenburg, and he has a long-time uh, carrier in the Postal Service for many, many years. And he's going to join us on his day off. 
just to help us know a little bit more about how that kind of works on holidays. And he probably has some fun stories to share as well. And also some uh, gift cards to still hand out with our Wawa Duncan uh, thing, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet. We'll get into all that in just a little bit. All coming up here, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.
560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Great song from Stephen Curtis Chapman. Let us pray. Anytime, anywhere, every day. It's all good. Last Friday, we actually had Mary Campbell, who works here at the radio station, who is also the president of the Greater Delaware Valley National Day of Prayer Task Force, join us, talking about a couple of specific times you could pray. One is Saturday, March 9th at Calvary Wincote in Wincote, Pennsylvania. That's where they're having a coordinator's equipping day. If you want to be part of the National Day of Prayer and you would like to help uh, lead something in your area, could be very small, could be larger, that day is a great day to get uh, more information how to do that properly. There's also, of course, the National Day of Prayer itself, which is Thursday, May 2nd. 2019, the 68th annual observance of the National Day of Prayer. One of the things I asked Mary simply was about her background in prayer. I, when I look back, I would say I can remember really praying at five years old. Okay, really? okay. and uh, because uh, the school that I went to, that was something that we did and we were taught to do. Okay, so I started to look for the benefits of my prayers. Uh, even with the National Day of Prayer, in these, all these years that we have prayed, I'm blessed and highly favored that I've seen some of the things manifest in my time. Yeah. Uh, many people pray and they go on to be with the Lord and they don't know that these things do come to fruition. But I've seen a lot of them. So I feel like I'm, I'm really honored and blessed for that. Amen. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so that's been something that's part of, would you say, has yeah. been part of your life for all, all your Yeah, it's been part of my life. life. And then uh, in, the, in the early 80s, around 1982, uh, I joined a prayer ministry. I had never heard of it before. And <clears throat> one of the nights there at, uh, at a Wednesday night prayer meeting, uh, I got such an anointing on my life, and I didn't know what it was. And the Lord gave me the scripture that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me to, and I said, preach the gospel. And the Lord said, no, to pray. And I had never heard of that before because that was before the prayer movements. Mm. And uh, so the very next day, it was on our station here that I heard uh, Papa Hagen uh, talk on prayer and what a high calling that was. And that because uh, the enemy doesn't care how much you preach or teach or sing or do everything else, but he always tries to keep you off your knees. And if you notice that all when they took prayer out of school and they try to take prayer from everywhere else, the enemy knows how powerful prayer is. But we as Christians sometimes are kind of lazy and let everything else uh, take up our time or make seem more important than praying. Because we, unlike them, don't really realize how powerful we are when we pray. The devil trembles when we pray, especially when men pray. That's a good point. That's really, you know, there's a, I remember a saying once saying, uh, when we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Amen. And uh, not that we're out of the picture, but just well, we're, we're limited. And he, <laughs> right. Yeah. And we're limited. Whatever he, he we get per, done, we get done. He permits us to uh, to come to him. Uh, he has allowed the supportable prayer. And uh, it's such a privilege. It's Mary Campbell, president of the Greater Delaware Valley National Day of Prayer Task Force. She was on our program last Friday, actually, in studio, which was easy for her since she works at the radio station as well, WFIL. You want to get in touch with Mary, find out how you can volunteer, be involved. It's simply marypray at verizon.net. 
Mary, P-R-A-Y, at verizon.net. You can also get more info on the National Day of Prayer just by going online to nationaldayofprayer, all spelled out, dot org. One of the reminder, we're giving away uh, gift cards to Wawa and Duncan today via text. Just send your first and last name, where you're from, and if you have a preference between one or the other, and we may be winding up picking up the cost of some coffee for you or sandwich or whatever it might be, we'd like to spread the wealth around. If you don't happen to win the day, we'll still keep your entry on file for future drawings. We do them almost every day. So get in the running when you get a second. Text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Again, 610-500-DOVE. Make sure to put first, last name, what uh, town you're from or city. And if you have a preference, just put WW for Wawa and DD for Duncan. Or if you don't care, put them both. Back in just a moment with Steve Brandenburg, good friend of mine who works for the U.S. Postal Service. We're going to chat a little about how that works, including on holidays and more. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in this afternoon. Don't forget, text in at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. First and last name, where you're from. And if you have a preference between winning a Wawa or Duncan gift card, pick up the cost of a few coffees for you. We like to do this every day, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. And once you text in, you're always in for that contest. So get yourself in the mixed uh, mix, I should say. Again, at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. First and last name, where you're from. And if you have a preference, DD slash WW, you know, you get the idea. Of course, we have President's Day going, and uh, Tim DeMoss Show is still going. Tim DeMoss Show is open for business, and uh, we have Steve Brandenburg calling in. Hello, Steve. Hey, Tim. How are you? I'm good. Steve is a good friend of mine, and he knows his trade. He's been delivering mail and working in the postal system for how many years now? Uh, This is my 32nd year. Wow. That's a good number. That's your softball number, isn't it? Yes, Steve Carlton's number, lefty. That's right, and you're a lefty. There's a lot of a lot of tie-ins. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking as we're talking about the banks closed, or most of them are. Post offices are closed, right? There's no pickup or delivery. There is not. Recently, there actually may be partial delivery on days like this. Really? Um, Yeah, Amazon has gotten the post office to deliver on Sundays and holidays. Um, So. There may be some parcel moving, but in terms of mail, uh, there, there's no mail delivery or pickup. Okay, so so if somebody, though, does get a package on their porch today, they shouldn't be shocked. Maybe it had a tie into what you just said about the Amazon thing. Yeah, it most likely would be an Amazon package. Any of the postal services packages, priority mails, would not be included in that. But they do have an agreement with Amazon to move their things uh, pretty much 365. Okay, and in general... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was I was told at some point that even though there isn't pickup or delivery at your home with the regular mail, if you had something you wanted to mail, you could drop it at your local post office in one of the bins outside or boxes, and mail does move every day of the year. It doesn't just sit there for an extra day. Is that is that right? Or that is correct. Um, the system is always is always moving. Um, the plants are always processing mail. 
the boxes, even though the post offices won't be open, typically the boxes will be cleared on a holiday. Um, not, I don't know if the times will be posted on there, but they'll clear them, and that mail will continue to move even though there's no delivery. Okay, so that's a good thing for people who are thinking, I'm trying to get something somewhere. If they know they have the right postage already, they can at least put it in and let it know that it's – if they get it in early enough, obviously. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. How did you get into being uh, in, in the field? I mean, t- it's not, I guess, something you go to school for officially, right? I mean, it's uh... – Yeah, no. It it actually was um, somebody that I graduated with, a friend I think you know too, Jeff Belford. His father worked for the Lafayette Hill Post Office for years. Okay. And heard of this position that was uh, open in North Wales, and that was 32 years ago, and I'm, I'm still at it. Wow, is it hard to get in? As far as uh, someone's thinking about that, pursuing that, it's a you know. In those days, it actually was difficult um, to get in. It, it has seemingly become less difficult. I know they're they're presently hiring, um, but in those days, it was a, it was a little bit more of who you know and not what you know. Um, so, so just having someone who knew the position. My position when I started was only ten hours a week, and that that continued for over a year that meant having to have another job besides besides this job and it, it took it took two and a half years i think for me to become a full-time employee hmm. but that's not unusual the, the person that i um i worked with uh, most closely when i first went he had he'd been a school teacher and worked part-time for the post office for 13 years before he took a full-time position wow okay okay yeah Steve Brandenburg's guest on the Tim DeMoss show. He's a friend of mine who has uh, been the mailman for thirty plus years, thirty-two years now. Technically, I also just want to make sure the right the right phrase. It's really more than mailman. It's how do you? What's your business card say, so to speak? Is well, it, in, in my particular case, I'm a rural carrier. Okay, um, and and so there's my craft. My union is a small craft in, in terms of postal service, but there's a rural carrier union. And then there's a city carrier union, and uh, and that's the uniform guys. I don't wear a uniform. Okay. I do drive a mail truck, but I don't wear a uniform. Okay. And the phrase, and so in some, not not to say one way or the other, but the phrase mailman is considered just a, a generic term if you really want yeah. you, you want to call somebody whatever. Because I also know that your work involves a lot more than actually stopping at the house. I was going to ask you about a typical day for you. I, I know at one point in the years past, you mentioned having to get in early and get everything prepped. What's that process like? Yeah, there's there's probably the process from 32 years ago has changed dramatically because of automation. When I went in 30 years ago, I I was given all the mail for my route and it had to be prepared for each stop. Um, whereas today, when I go in, uh, 95% of the letters that I get are already in the order of delivery. Wow! And so I'm I'm left to sort catalogs, magazines, some newspapers packages and and the residual letters that are that are not sorted by automation but of course that that's dramatically changed the job because all those hours that used to be spent sorting are no longer needed so that just means that the routes the size of the routes needed to grow so you'd be doing more deliveries as opposed to the sorting well and you're you're leading another question i had about how much flexibility you have with regard to your work day, like I'm tired of going this direction. I'm going to go this direction today and I'll get it all done, but I want to shift around and just have a, a different pattern to your day. It sounds like with the automation, the upside is it prepares a lot for you, but you need to stick to the route or you'll be out of, out of whack. Yeah. There is a actual line of travel that you must follow. And if, if you were not following that line of travel and anything happened, that could be an issue 
in terms of uh, discipline. Even if you were just changing things up, they like for you to be on your line of travel. Actually, yeah. today with, with the scanners that we carry, um, those scanners have a constant GPS signal, so they actually have a screen where they know exactly where I'm at every moment of the day. Wow. They can, they can bring that up. Yeah. So you ever have a good reason, like there was a big accident and you can't go that way, and you got to go some other, you keep the mail, keep it going, or, or something, something really big better be the reason why you wouldn't follow the pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would probably call back and just let them know that. Well, when I got back, say, hey, there was there was this accident. I had to leave my line of travel. They understand that those things happen, but they they also don't just want you deciding that you <laughs> this customer asked for mail early, and so you're changing your line of delivery to get this one customer that you happen to like their mail early. That's they just don't want those kinds of arrangements happening. Yeah, and I could see uh, it's funny. You know, you're you're speaking the things I'm thinking about. That's got to happen over the years as you get to know families. If you're in this long enough. And somebody has a special need or something like we're going to be going on vacation. Can any chance you can swing by an hour earlier or first thing? I, I, I was sure. told on that topic that you have to. I think if you want your mail even like held before you're going away, you got to call the morning before you leave, not the day of. Like by the way, tell your guy not to bring my mail today, right? Is it is it a day in advance if you're going to leave? If you haven't gone into the office to stop it physically, can you call? Do you know? Yeah, we, we actually uh, do that all the time for customers. This is the time of year where, where people back and forth to Florida, and they may forget to go online. But the online part makes it very easy and convenient where we, we can get a message right away. But if they if they just want to double-check that we actually got their hold, they'll call the office. And, and in our particular office, sometimes it changes office to office. It's more of a local kind of rule. In our office, our, our managers are happy to do that for customers and pass that along to a, to a carrier just to make sure that the mail's not sitting out. Steve Brandenburg, longtime friend of mine, has also worked uh, in the U.S. Postal Service for 32 years now, shedding some insight on how things work in the system, including on a holiday like today, President's Day. We'll be right back in just a moment with more on AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in today. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Cloudy the rest of the afternoon and evening. Low dropping at 25. Still kind of cloudy tomorrow. A little sunshine occasionally. High of 38, Flyers with a 3-1 win over Detroit yesterday. That's 12 wins in their last 14 games. Carter Hart with 37 saves. Oscar Lindblom with a couple of goals to lead the way. Flyers home tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. Try and keep those winning ways going. NBA All-Star Game Team LeBron over Team Giannis, 178-164. Yeah, that's a lot of points. Sixers are home Thursday at 7 against Miami. Continuing their season that evening. And the Phillies... Wrapping up day one of their first uh, full team spring training. Part of that, perhaps in the back of folks' minds, will Manny Machado or Bryce Harper wind up joining the team? We'll see. We'll see. We also, in the meantime, are glad to have Steve Brandenburg on. Steve is a longtime friend of mine who has worked in the Postal Service for many years. And today being a holiday, President's Day, one of the things I was thinking about is uh, post office being closed or open. Steve was the one who told me some years ago that mail moves every single day of the year. So although you don't get delivery or you know pickup, 
at your home for typical letters and things on a holiday like today. If you had something you wanted to get to the post office, you can go and put it in the box outside. And depending if they've swept the box or not at that point, uh, it'll get picked up. So it's not like it just sits until tomorrow. The mail does move every single day of the year. In any case, you're in a customer service business, Steve, although you very well may not see the customer consistently. You have to have your share of funny or interesting stories, like large dogs chasing you down the block with mail flying everywhere. Or have, <laughs> have you? Have, does anything jump to mind from all the all the thousands of days you've delivered the mail? Well, there's two stories from the past year. The the only time I was not chased by a dog, but actually bitten by a dog. Didn't didn't actually just tore my pants, but um, I had had a package for a customer and I saw that their car was running in the driveway. And so I thought I would just hand it to them in their car. And <laughs> when I got up to the car, I saw there's no one in the car, but the front door was open. And in just that moment, their two dogs came out and, um, <laughs> and they surrounded me and there was no place to go. <laughs> and one, one got behind me and one in front of me. It was actually very interesting to see the, they seem like they knew they had me, <laughs> and and uh, they just start. They're very playful dogs. I've actually given them biscuits a number of times, but the the one, the smaller of the two dogs, he seems like he's got a little aggression in him. So he was nipping at the bottom of my pants, and the bigger dog was nipping at the back of my pants. And uh, <laughs> finally, the owner came out, and uh, and she got them under control. And it was it's a white lab, the bigger dog, and and he went out to the truck with me like I was going to give him a biscuit. <laughs> he, he was just playing. He wasn't He wasn't to me any harm. He thought he was coming out to get his biscuit after that was all done. So that's the only time ever that, that I've had uh, I've had any issues with dogs. Did they just think you were going to steal the car or something? Or they, like get in the car? They're protecting the car? Yeah, there, there's something with the mail truck that dogs sort of get crazy um, and so – and protective, and I guess I was all actually physically on the property, yeah. and so they're even more so. And uh, as I said, the, the bigger dog, he's he's more more playful than anything. But the little one seemed to have a little aggression, like he <laughs> he was protecting his turf. And uh, that's funny. Yeah, so I, I lost a pair of pants that day. <laughs> what was the other story? You said you you had a second one. Uh, I, I had a customer who, who I've delivered for, uh, he's been on my route all 32 years, um, very successful guy, but uh, at you know, this point he's up in years and uh, talked to him all the time, but recently, probably within the last couple of years, have noticed that he's been out less and less, and his family's told me that his, his um, I guess he's having some issues with memory and, and so forth. So yeah. one day last summer, while I was not delivering his street, I see him driving his tractor out towards, a, you know, small lawn tractor out towards a very busy street. Wow. And he waved He waved to me, and it was just like it was the most normal thing. He was driving down the street on his tractor. I actually left my route and went to his house to see if his family was home. There was nobody home. Hmm. And I got a neighbor who knows him who went out and retrieved him from Summitown Pike, which is a very busy road to be driving a lawnmower down, <laughs> a lawn tractor. <laughs> yeah. And um, and they contacted his family. And uh, I I suppose they never talked about it with me. I guess it was just slightly embarrassing that you know sure. he got a hold of the keys. To, to, <laughs> so apparently they must have taken the keys from him because he hasn't been driving that any longer. Yeah. Uh, it was one of his joys, though. He took beautiful care of his lawn, and he would always be driving his lawn tractor 
to mow his grass in the summer. He took wonderful care of his lawn. So it was probably like a real point of pride for him to do it. And they, you know, they probably didn't think much of it. But then when he took off on the tractor for the, for the busy streets, I think they probably. So, you know, it's just interesting because you're in the neighborhood, you notice those kinds of things. Like I knew he shouldn't be out on the, you know, like there was no good reason for him to be out on the road like that. Right, right, right. On on this, you know, actually going on to some town pipe was very dangerous for him. So, so it's probably a good thing that they knew that that was a possibility so he wouldn't have the access to the tractor any longer. Chatting with uh, my friend Steve Brandenburg, who has uh, delivered mail for many years, worked in the postal system for, for 32 years now. And uh, you're bringing up, some, yet, yet again, you're segueing to something I wanted to ask you about, which is just kind of the notion of you were able to do that because you had that relationship. We had a mailman for many years, same guy. His name was Al. I forgot his last name. But he was, he was there for years. And then I'm not sure why he stopped. Then we had somebody else for a little while. But ever since then, maybe the last 10 years, 15 years, it, it seems to keep changing every year or two or, or less. I'm like, I don't even get a chance to know them. The, have things changed somewhere? You know, you're you're more of a rare breed where you're doing this for 32 years and, and people get to know you that well? Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm very rare in the sense that I've, I've not only been in the post office 32 years, I've actually done the same route for 32 years, and that's very unusual. Okay. Um, people, people typically, carriers typically there's a pecking order of routes. Um, there's, there's really great routes to have and there's not so desirable routes to have in our particular office. We have a route that's almost seven miles of walking. Well, of course that is not, that's the lowest <laughs> on the pecking order. Nobody wants to walk seven miles a day. The higher on the pecking order would be the, the uh, mounted delivery where you're delivering the curbside, you know, all day long. Just keep drive and, and go, uh, drive and go, drive and go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not just, not an issue necessarily even of laziness that oh it's just you know not walking but it's more doable when the mail gets heavy you're able to drive to deliveries and and do more deliveries in the same amount of time whereas walking you can only walk so fast and um and so it becomes challenging so so that's usually where you see the change is when a when a better route opens up a carrier bids off of their route onto the better route. But also recently, as I said, because of all the automation, routes have, routes have sort of been reformulated to add deliveries to them, um, sometimes to take, try and make it more uh, geographical, you know, yeah. keep a carry in a certain area. Um, so so some of it's probably that. You, you may just be on a, you know, you, you, you probably are on a walking route, which probably makes it a route that, I mean, yeah, people it's a want great to... neighborhood. Yeah, but, want to move on from probably they, because yeah. walking right, right, and they're and they're trying to get onto some some different routes. So it's possible that there has been a lot of change over. We've had we've had a lot of a lot of employees come through our office recently. I don't I can only speak to our office, but it seems like the rate of changeover is much greater than it was twenty years ago when I started. We well, we had the same crew for years, and uh, recently there's just been a lot of changeover. Would, would you attribute some of that to maybe in general, or if you look back over the last 10 years, maybe how everything has changed a lot, where maybe maybe there was a concern at one point, like, hey, are we going to survive because of all the, like, email, when email became a thing, but then Amazon grew and all the packages flying around probably offset that and kicked it back into a positive direction. So stuff seems kind of fluid. Would you say it has it has the postal service? I mean, you mentioned Amazon. There's different delivery options. Have have things solidified some where you kind of feel like you know where it's going, or is it still kind of yet to be determined? Do you think? Yeah, I I do think that um, there's there's certain undeniable things. People are moving away from 
mailing bills, receiving bills, most of that's happening online, or at least it's it's moving in the the, the direction that at some point there's going to be very little of that business for the post office. Um, but the second thing is package delivery has been a huge benefit to the post office. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like, that seems like it's probably got a good bit of growth left because people just really, it fits, sort of fits our culture with two people out working much easier to order something and have it show up in your doorstep than have to go to two or three different shops and travel and time and gas. So uh, we've seen a huge increase in packages, which has been great um, for, the, for the post office and some stability. Yeah. Um, but with that, as you said, the competition, um, Amazon is always, always seeking to lower their cost, of course, and which every business is. And, and so you're never sure exactly how much of that business you're going to keep or whether they're going to start to divert some of that to a cheaper option that they found. But yeah. in general, I would say it's been a, it's been a real benefit, and the, the growth is probably stable enough that we don't hear as much talk about deficits and the post office being on the brink yeah. of, of uh, not surviving. Steve Brandenburg, my guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com. Steve's been with the USPS for over thirty years, learning some stuff today and. Having some good laughs, too. We'll continue our chat in just a moment. Also, a quick reminder, we're giving away uh, gift cards to Wawa and Duncan. Just text in your name and where you're from and what your preference is. Duncan, you just put DD or Wawa, WW, and we'll uh, perhaps pull your name out to win. If you don't win today, the good thing is we'll just keep your name in there. Maybe you win tomorrow, day after. We basically make winners every day, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet and Jenkintown. All right? First and last name, where you're from and your preference for DD or WW, send it to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. That's a text line for the Tim DeMoss Show. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. We continue with our special President's Day edition of the Tim DeMoss Show, joined by a very good friend of mine. His name is Steve Brandenburg. He has worked for the Postal Service for over 30 years, and on his day off, kind enough to take some time and share a little bit of insight, what it's like uh, to be in that world, also including on holidays and how mail works and things like that. Uh, But Steve, on another note, I know you're a believer and you want to honor the Lord in uh, how you conduct your life. I'm guessing there are times when, when they're, you know, you're on your route and because you've gotten to know people, potentially a customer might be you know, flirtatious or in some other way, not what you need to be or want to be. How do you safeguard against that? And, and just uh, especially as you have that routine going and you can get to know people over time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, um, it's, it's been a good opportunity to have relationships with people. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, the things that, as you as you know people for years and years, the things that they will share with you. And people, my wife Joyce is often surprised because, you know, you don't necessarily think of the mailman. I would tell him some of the, <laughs> the hard <laughs> things going on in my life or whatever. Yeah. So it's been a, a, there's been really great opportunities to listen and to care for people and to encourage people and to even let people know that I'm praying for them. Yeah. And um, I, I have a, 
particular circumstance with a customer who their family just went through a really devastating time. And, and we've had a, a couple opportunities for me just to, to listen and, and have, um, you know, a chance to tell them I'm praying for them and follow up with them and, and see how things are going. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in terms of, I, I, and I should ask that question. I shouldn't, I should, I'm talking the whole relationship, right? I shouldn't have just asked the half question about how do you avoid problems? Because like you just said, there are probably opportunities to lots of them. They get to know you and know you're genuine. Um, and love, you know, love God. Yeah. They feel safe with you probably, you know, on that weird degree, they only see it for that little bit, but yeah. And I, I know we've, I, I've shared with you Tim before that, you know, what people, what people didn't think now this has actually changed with the internet age, but there, there was a season for probably 10 or 12 years where the, the type of mailings that were coming out, um, whether they'd be Victoria's Secret or whatever, people couldn't really grasp the quantity of the stuff that was coming out. And, mm. you know, the, the swimsuit issue for Sports Illustrated and the, yeah. the obvious conflict that that presents for, for, for someone who wants to honor <laughs> Jesus with their life right. and having this stuff in front of your eyes all the time. And, you know, I shared with you, I know you had prayed for me before and I've had other brothers who had prayed that I would, you know, that I would be... Um, a person of integrity in those moments. And, uh, yeah. and, and so, yeah, it's those kinds of opportunities. Amazingly, even at a, a job like a mailman, they come before you quite often and you, you know, you really do have to be humbled by it and, and ask for God's mercy in those moments to turn away and look away um, because they're there and it's, it's, you know, sin is crouching at the door. And um, yeah, so, and I, I definitely appreciated uh, brothers praying for me and knowing that and asking me at different moments, how's it going? So that's been great. And I ask you that because no matter who's listening, they've got different opportunities. It could be at work. It could be they walk the dog with a friend and they bump into the same people every day and you have a relationship forged. So as you get to know people, especially in kind of a different, it's, it's a, what's the word? You know, it's off. It's 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 a piece of your day, but it's not your whole obvious day. And so, these little touch right. points with people can become something. If you, especially if nobody knows about them, you know. So that's what like you said. Accountability, yeah. asking people to pray, keeps that stuff. I would guess diffused, so it doesn't grow into something that it, it shouldn't. Steve, it's been great talking with you. For folks just tuning in, Steve Brandenburg is a good friend of mine. He's been in the postal service for thirty plus years. I, I did want to ask you because I did not shovel my walk uh, the other day when it was icy, and yeah. I was not home to apologize to our mailman, but. Um, I wanted to ask you if someone does not shovel their walk, or you really can't get to the to the box to drop it off. Is there a you know, game time decision? You can be like, "Sorry, I'd like to get there," but uh, or if if you got hurt, you know, I mean, there's a legitimate in- possibility that you're going to slip. And how do you handle that? Yeah, I mean, we're <clears throat> the post office, like like many other businesses, safety is a huge concern and. Particularly in the case of a carrier, if they were to hurt themselves on an obviously unsafe situation, it may actually come back to the carrier in a negative way that they put themselves at some sort of risk. Um, even though they may have been trying to do the right thing, um, if it's a clearly unsafe situation, they would be encouraged to probably just bring the mail back, maybe let their supervisor know so that if that customer called, they could say, "Hey, the the walkway wasn't clear. It was very icy, and I, you know, I." Um, there, there don't seem to be a lot of those circumstances, although they do exist. You know, people not shoveling um, 
dogs left on properties where a carrier has to get to the door. <laughs> they really want us to make safety our concern. And so if, if there's any sort of issue that happens, carriers can be thinking about that because they don't want to have, they don't want to be disciplined because they put themselves in, in an in a unsafe situation. They certainly have the, uh, the carrier has the leeway if the, the circumstance is obviously unsafe to just bring the mail back and explain it to their supervisor this and try to resolve it that way. Which makes sense. I know that the, the, the phrase, neither snow nor rain, nor heat nor gloom of night, stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. However, if you are kind of like I was, I'll admit, the other day, you're not clearing the path a little bit. I, I would guess that a carrier would, would try to, like you said, do their job, but feel a little bit under their breath, like, come on, man, can't you? <laughs> Help me out here, would you? I mean, you've probably had that a number of times. Yeah, I, I actually do all curbside delivery. So my my issue is not necessarily getting up to the house, but where the snow plows, plow the snow is right in front of the mailboxes. Yeah. Um, so that becomes my challenge. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, over the years, learned, certainly learned to work around that. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, they do have, <clears throat> they actually recently started giving out these cleats that you attach to your shoes. Yeah. For the, the the walking routes, so that when they come on those sidewalks that aren't cleared, uh, but that was a weird snow the other day too. And yeah, it didn't seem like it was much, but then it froze over, and yeah, right. I know we try to get it get it cleared at least a path, like one shovel wide. Uh, but yeah. you know, I think one day I had left for the station very early, and I didn't communicate back with the family to make sure something was going on at the house. But anyway, it's it's all interesting stuff, and. Uh, the most important question, perhaps, we'll wrap up our time together. Will the Phillies sign Bryce Harper today or soon? <laughs> Personally, I'm happy with what they've already done. <laughs> so, And I would be happy to wait for Mike Trout. But I, I know that I'm, I'm probably in the vast minority with that. Um, but I love what they've done with the with Leomalto, Segura, and McCutcheon. I think they're a dramatically improved team. Yeah, their defense um, is quite a bit better. It's going to help their pitching staff look that much better, uh, too. I think they've probably taken a run off the, the pitcher's ERA with those three groups. <laughs> they're they're going to be dramatically better in defense. So in your world, so, so in your world, if it's a choice between Harper, Machado, Harper, and Machado, or doing nothing, maybe spending the three hundred or six hundred million dollars a different way. You and I have been Philadelphia sports fans for a long time. The one thing we know is once you spend that money, as particularly in baseball, you can't take it back. Yeah. So you're sort of stuck with it. And and then when things aren't going well five years down the road in a 10-year contract, the answer is, well, we've got all this money committed to this one player. And, and so I, but I realize that's also, you know, part of the process today of getting better is you need that, that cornerstone piece. Um, so yeah. I certainly think it would be better if they get Bryce Harper or Machado, but I'm not – I would rather see them get Dallas Keuchel. As a, as a lefty starter, I, I think uh, I think they're in desperate need. Of course, I'm a left-handed pitcher, so I think they need a left-handed pitcher because they haven't had one in two seasons. Yeah, yeah, starter. yeah. You're right. So, yeah. So I, I would love to see them spend the money there and keep their powder dry, maybe for two years. If if, if Trout becomes, he may never become available. Well, the amount of time they show him on TV, he better be available. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another football, Mr. Trout, for your collection. Yeah. I said they ought to just give Zach Ertz a contract the next <laughs> touchdown he scores and he can take it over to Trout and have him sign it. <laughs> that would be a very effective, efficient way of doing things. That's yeah. good. 
That's good. Well, greetings to your family, man. Thanks for taking time out. And you guys, too. Yeah, and we'll hope to see you guys before long. You playing ball this year? You're not retiring, are you? I hope Tim Stonehouse isn't listening. I'm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot going on this spring, but I, I haven't ruled it out. But I'm I'm. Uh, it <laughs> seems like it's a, a very very busy year, and, and so we'll see. I'm 51 now. We'll see how many more years I have. Being on the fences can be painful, so I hope you decide yeah. <laughs> one way or the other, and hopefully in the yeah. direction of one more year. You, you've had a chance to play with your sons, though, right? So at least you've had that privilege. I have. I have, and, and uh, it's been that's been awesome. I love doing that. Yeah. I, I, I wish I could do more of that, but none of them are playing right now. So, well, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Thanks, and greetings to Joyce Thanks too. To you too, and I love the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for your encouragement. All right, I All will right. talk to you later. Sounds good. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Steve Brandenburg, longtime friend and longtime. Uh, carrier for the usps 32 years learned some stuff with him today and also heard some fun stories and also some encouragement in terms of his faith and how god has worked in and through him and uh, you want to get the podcast the program we have those available to you at wfil.com just click the podcast tab and go down to the tim demoss show and we're not there yet because we just finished the show but we will have it up and uh, be able to do this tomorrow our producer joe who usually puts the uh, podcast on our site off today and so uh it won't be available till tomorrow morning, but check it out then. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful night. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next on AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com.